You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods, yeah One in particular, I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock uh. Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Table. Come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. We are springing into the off season with a loaded panel. Not only are Matt and Dennis here, but we have a special guest, the winner of our Knights of the Roundtable Dynasty League, Zach. Zach, thanks for joining us today. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Thanks for having me. Uh, very cool for the invite. Appreciate it. Something we're going to try to get better at as we go forward is uh, talking about our show leagues. We will uh, have the winner of our redraft league on next week as well. But Matt, Dennis, how are you guys doing this Friday? I'm doing great, though. I kept looking at the, the show sheet going, who the hell is Zach? I thought Old Scratch was coming on. Is, yeah, that, is that that nickname derived from your day job? Are you like, you know, uh, Bill Murray and Caddyshack? You know, the groundskeeper. Well, well, it's I like it because it's multiple meanings. I am in uh, golf, so scratch. I'm not a scratch golfer, but uh, there's the term. It's actually from old blues folklore of, uh, you know, old blues singer and uh, going to the crossroads, meeting old scratch and All right. learning how to play guitar. I like that even better. We used to, have, when I was younger, we had a cook. His name was Otis Johnson. And uh, we used to tease him about being a blues guy. Called him Spaghetti Otis Johnson. <laughs> Lovely. That's nice. I'm, I'm great. Great. Excited to have Zach on. Excited for this uh, mock draft. 
Yeah, so we're going to hit a couple of news items, then we're going to hear a little bit from Zach, and we're going to close with our first uh, Superflex rookie mock draft, um, you know, which should line up exactly to how everyone's drafts will go a it's few months from now. premium, right? No, no, I did not do tight end premium. I'm sorry. I can do all the special things for you at some point in time, but this so I just, just want to make sure because I thought we were doing a similar to what the, what our fantasy football uh, dynasty roundtable dynasty league nights of the roundtable league settings were and i couldn't remember if it was tight end premium i don't remember either i don't think i created the original interface but this one is just a 12 team super flex so far uh before we get to that i figured i'd touch on a couple of the big news items his one-year suspension finally over calvin ridley was eligible for reinstatement and he has applied dennis what would that mean to the jaguars and to fantasy I think it would give them as close to a wide receiver one as they have had since Allen Robinson was there during the Nathaniel Hackett, Blake Bortles days. Um, But after two years off, I am a little skeptical that he'll be able to achieve that. I think if he hits, you know, wide receiver 20 this year, wide receiver 18, where, where did Kirk and Zay Jones finish? Do we remember that? I mean, I feel like he's definitely better than both of those guys. Um, uh, I'll so he, he could get into the mid-teens, maybe high high wide receiver too. But I, I do think that uh, Trevor, Trevor will spread the ball around a bit. If they bring Ingram back, you know, then they've got a, a really productive uh, volume tight end. And Zay Jones and, and Christian Kirk both last year showed that yeah, they could be very viable wide receivers. Kirk was 12, Zay Jones was 26. Okay. Well, I'd say he's going to be every bit as good as what Kirk was, maybe. Maybe they cannibalize each other with all three of them there, and that knocks it down a little bit. But I do think he was the better talent. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how quickly he can get back into the game. I and mean, we talk about this all the time with just injured players, right? Like how long does it take him to get back into football speed? You know, you can work out and stay in shape, but getting into actual football shape is a little bit different. Once that does happen, I would expect him to probably return close to what he was. I, I don't see any reason he wouldn't. He was still really good when he was on the field last for the Falcons, obviously. Uh, and having Trevor Lawrence helps, and that offense helps. So I don't know that he'll ever get back to being like a wide receiver one. But would I be surprised if he's like a back-end wide receiver two? Not at all. He's still a very talented wide receiver. Really only had, if I remember correctly, like that one really great season where he was the sole option in Atlanta because Julio Jones had gotten hurt. They had not drafted Kyle Pitts yet. I don't know that he gets that kind of volume in that Jaguars offense. As Dennis just mentioned, you got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones had a decent season. You, I, I don't think Ingram, I don't know if they'll bring Ingram back. I know he's a, he's a free agent, so we'll see what happens there, but whoever the tight end is will matter because we know Doug Peterson loves his tight end. So like I expect Riley to probably be the number one in the offense, but overall, I think that because of how many weapons they have there and Lawrence, I don't know, will force it to any one option. I don't know that he'll be like a wide receiver one uh, moving forward for fantasy future. Hey, are one of you guys able to put a link for people to watch the show uh, in the sleeper chat so they can pull it up? 
Because I think the only one I can figure out is how to invite them to the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I can do it. Uh, well, we work on that. Um, mm -hmm. I know we could definitely get it because we have our link on Facebook right now. Um, I actually, I had a couple shares of Calvin Ridley that I've held on to waiting for him to come back. But I actually also acquired a couple of shares of Calvin Ridley on teams that weren't competitive last year because I thought it was worth uh, stashing for the future. So I'm certainly hoping uh, that not only does he get reinstated, but he looks more like uh, pre-suspension Josh Gordon than he looks like post-suspension Josh Gordon for me because I I need Ridley to come back. I'm banking on that. Well, what, I, what I'm hearing from the Mets and then Dennis and uh, what uh, translating it to my takeaway of what's actionable is you got out in front of it and that's awesome. But then he's got to leapfrog at least two guys, whether it's uh, Kirk and Zay, E.T. So maybe he's reasonably third in the pecking order. So, yeah, he's still Kevin Calvin Ridley. The upside's still there. But don't get out, out in front and, like, overpay and think that uh, something miraculous is going to happen. Yes, Trev just proved he can support multiple uh weapons out there that are fantasy viable but uh you know just be careful of those uh odds that you're taking on calvin ridley well what zay jones is in what now is sixth year and, and he, he had his best year so i don't think he's going to have a a ton of trouble taking over for zay jones and i think with kirk kirk is best suited inside and so I feel like Kirk and Ridley will complement each other. It'll all come down to how football ready he is. And I got to think that uh, um, he's going to be working at the playbook. You know, they, they as soon as they can give it to him, he'll, he'll be working on it. So I don't know. I, I, I agree. Don't overpay. Don't get crazy when you go out to acquire Maybe look for people that are trying to unload him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay that much, but I still think he's better than um, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. I'm, I still, I'm still holding out hope. Um, another player that is uh, going to be a challenge this offseason is Alvin Kamara, who uh, got arrested prior to the Pro Bowl last year when the Pro Bowl was still an actual Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl game and not a flag football game. Uh, got indicted yesterday. Matt, uh, does that give you pause? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's not like they said, hey, you know, we're going to continue looking into this. He got indicted. That that means you're going to court and something is likely going to come out of this. They, they, have, they have enough um, evidence to indict you, which I know there's a video leaking around that usually means something's going to happen from this and based on I don't know exactly what the charges were that they they gave him and the other guys. I know that the guy they beat up was pretty beat up, if I'm remembering from the pictures correctly, from a year ago. And, and everybody was worried about that this year. If you remember going back to the beginning of the season, now everybody was worried he was going to miss anywhere from six to eight games. I just think that's now coming in the 2023 season. It just never happened this year. So I think if you have Kamara you need to 1,000% be worried about this. Now, he's still going to play. I don't know that he gets a full season, and I don't know that the Saints are going to cut him, but there's a, I would say, 
99.9% chance that you're going to miss him for multiple games this year? Uh, probably six, I think. Um, if I had, I, that seems to be the standard for this type of behavioral infraction in the NFL. So it may be good for him. He sits out six games at the beginning of the year. He can be a little bit healthy, a little bit longer into the season because his play is declining. When they switched him from a primarily receiving back to primarily carrying the ball, um, that's just not his forte. Uh, for me, I'm I'm more interested, I think, in selling Alvin Kamara than I am in selling Calvin Ridley. If you can find somebody to buy Kamara. Hey, I'll be one of those guys. He's talented enough that the shots are going to keep coming. He's got that game where you know, all you need is the right offense or the common sense coach. Uh, 50 catches into his 30s is not out of the realm of possibility. So give me 75 cents on the dollar on Kamara. I'll eat whatever comes to me this season. Yeah, I'm still hoping he puts up some because, um, as you know, I've been a fan and I have one number of teams, which is real disappointment yesterday. Uh, before we get to our next news item, I am going to start our uh, rookie mock so that we can start getting going. So if you are in the mock and you are watching right now, uh, we are going to go ahead and get that going. But our next news item, Aaron Jones reworked his deal, which seemingly clears the way for him to remain with the Packers. Dennis, what does that mean for Jones? And what does that mean for AJ Dillon? Well, Robert Griffin III certainly thinks that uh, uh, it's not good for A.J. Dillon and, or that A.J. Dillon needs to be made redundant. Um, and, you know, they're a committee. Uh, I, I do think that Dillon underperformed expectations last year, but I don't know that that was because of his actual performance or more so because of our expectations of Dylan. Aaron Jones is good. He's a great pass catching back. Uh, I would I would much rather have Aaron Jones on my team right now, I think, than, than Alvin Kamara. Um, and that's even if Aaron Rodgers leaves. I think Jones is probably on in the market for, what, maybe 60, 70 catches this year. They still love him when they get down close. He's still an effective runner of the ball. Um, I, I think Jones is going to be fine. If you can get him as your RB2, that, that's good uh, good money right there. Matt, before we you get to share your thoughts, yeah. somebody, huh. uh, somebody give him a shout-out. It's got to be you because it's not my hair. You never know. You never know. Boy, way, way to go drafting the uh, – I made it. Drafting the classes tight end two at one hundred and four. There, scratch. I made the, uh, uh, you know, I made I've made the. Uh, what's the word I want to look for here? Not mistake. Yeah, I guess I could say mistake. A long time ago, when someone jumped on the show and said, "Hey, that guy with the glasses is really cute." And both Austin and Felix had glasses on. I said, "Hey, Felix, someone in the chat likes you." Austin was very offended. So I don't know. Could be you. I didn't specify. There's two mats here. I don't know. Um, oh, it's my pick. Uh, now I'm stressing. Who are we talking about? Aaron Jones. Uh, I, I do think that he's going to be very good. He is a, I believe he's a 
more explosive runner than AJ Dillon is. They they complement each other very well, and obviously he's the better pass catcher. I don't. I've never thought that AJ Dillon was ever going to be the guy for an offense. I think he works great as as a pair. A lot of these running backs do. These systems in high school and college are leaning toward that. We don't see that many, you know, just workhorses like we have in the past. Football is different than what it was back in the day when these guys were coming up and you had all these guys with workhorses. So I think it's a good thing for Aaron Jones, especially because I don't necessarily believe in Jordan Love being able to necessarily leave an ex- lead an explosive Packers offense. So I think they will lean heavily One on Aaron Jones minute. and A.J. Dillon. I'm going, I'm going. I'm finishing my analysis. Look at that with 40 <laughs> seconds to spare. I was playing producer. Yeah, I, you know, Jordan Go. Love's going to need a strong running game. So having Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon hopefully will help him because, you know, we know Aaron's going to be out there in a darkness retreat until he darknesses himself to Las Vegas. Um, the last piece of news, uh, Matt. Eric Bieniemy seems like he is on his way to the Washington Commanders. Does that make you more or less excited about the Sam Howell era? Oh, let's see here. Do I like it or not? If he brings Kansas City's offense, I guess I like it. It's it's very much a kind of like veer and shoot, which is a little bit of a breakaway from the air raid offense, which Sam Howell also ran it with uh with Longo. In North Carolina, he's got at least two weapons that I think will be able to help him and Terry McLaurin. And I still think, uh, why can I remember this yeah, other wide receiver? There we go. Thank you. All I had was Logan Thomas in my head, and that's not who I wanted. Hey, uh, Dotson, let's not give I think, up on Curtis Samuel, guys. Well, no, so that's what I'm going to get to. I think that those two guys are really good outside weapons, but if the enemy can use... Curtis Samuel, the way that we had seen guys like Sky Moore got used a little bit in the Super Bowl this year. They've used Tyree Kill in that way, obviously. Now, now Curtis Samuel doesn't have Tyree Hill's, Tyree Hill's speed. But if they can use him that way, like that's a really intriguing wide receiver core and weapons. And if they do get – if Logan Thomas can come back and be very play very well, I think that this offense can be fun to watch. The offensive line is going to be the big one for me. Obviously, that's got they've got to hold up. Sam Howell's not the biggest quarterback. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, he can be very effective. I do think that he is a very good quarterback. He was my QB three, and I had a—I'll be honest—I I had a first-round grade on him. He was the him and Matt Corral were the only two I had first-round grades on in the class uh, last year. And I wonder if both of them are going to be better than what their draft capital says. We never got to see that, obviously, with Corral because of the injury. I do think you know we've talked about that. I think we all believe he would have played. Had he stayed healthy, we might have been able to see how good he is. So I am all in for how. If if you drafted him last year and, and you held on to him this entire time, you may end up getting like a top 15 to 20 fantasy quarterback next year. You know, for me, Biennemi has to go and establish himself. I don't know that running the – Andy Reid offense in Washington is the way to go for him because that's why he he seems like he can't get a head coaching job is because he isn't running the offense. Andy Reid is running the offense. And uh, it ends up being he's going to have to craft a offense around the 
the uh, players that he has and make it work. And he's got some weapons. Brian Robinson, yeah, he's kind of a jag, but he's he's a, a productive running back. Antonio Gibson's got some explosiveness. Logan Thomas is still okay. And then the wide receiver group is really pretty good. So if they can provide Howell with weapons and they can produce, it'll look good for Bienemy. The downside is, is he kind of really needs them not to win so that Rivera gets canned and he can take over as the head coach. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. I came to be your offensive coordinator, but I'm going to do really poorly so that you get fired. And I, 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 I still think it's weird that Bienemy is taking, I don't even know if I'd call this a lateral move. Um but maybe he wants a chance to show what he can do uh, on his own. Um, so be curious to see what he does there. Uh, well, before we dive into the mock draft, we want to get to our guest, Zach, who was our winner of the Knights of the Roundtable Dynasty League. And I think the first question we have for you is, what was your biggest challenge this season on your way to victory? And I believe you beat was it Dennis in the finals? Or uh, was no, it, Derek. It was Derek. Yeah. Derek for second season in a row, to be modest. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I kid. But um, look, the challenge this season is uh, for this for this particular team. I set myself up so good with the maiden draft, which I believe we did in the uh, you know lockdown type thing. And, I mean, I basically feel like I have a competitive lineup twice over. So it was just volume of leagues and making sure I set it, to be honest, like not to be a come across so um, crudely. But what got me there was just uh, this listener. You can league. say it. What got you there is just being better than us. No, it's okay. with the tide. Just taking, take this. I let this team go where the tide took me. I think in that maiden draft, um, first six out of the eight rounds, I took quarterback or a rookie pick. And then I wasn't um, afraid to trade away quarterbacks without getting one in return. I wasn't picky. Um, you know, when someone came to me with something reasonable, I'm not uh, trying to squeeze every last blood out of the sugar cube. Like um, just being fluid being open-minded and uh not letting hubris get in the way and i find that when when i do that like it's fun it's fun to um plan a flag and win how you want to win but uh you know and i think i i probably overstepped that this season because i traded away two first to get christian mccaffrey for the stretch run um ended up being 112 and one seven maybe some mid first uh probably not the best dynasty move but i had the chance to go for it and um you know i love cmc in that kyle shanahan offense i'm not gonna be afraid of aging out just not gonna have fun uh come rookie time um so the challenge is just trying to keep up with all you uh sharps and these listeners so uh Suppose that's about it. I don't know about any of us. Did any of us even make the playoffs? I don't. Um, I, I made the playoffs. 
I was uh, kind of surprised because um, IDP is not my uh, strong, my greatest no, uh, strong. There, seat. I would contest. We're not playing IDP. We have three IDP flexes. Like uh, for anyone in this league, you do not need to hold a fourth defender. How dare you, Zach? I think I do. So you don't. So I, you <laughs> made the you made the playoffs too. You and I played. Did I? Third I don't remember. Place. Look, I'm in two leagues. I don't remember. I did. I just looked at my team and I was like, this team is better than I remember it being. But I did not realize I made. It. Yeah, you and I both made the playoffs and both got knocked out by uh, the people that made. The well, at least game. I made the playoffs. I thought I was like bottom four. I must be thinking about the redraft league then. That's the one. I'm still recovering from my. I'm gonna go young QB start when I went Darnold. Uh, Trubisky, uh, Zach Wilson, or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, my my team has never recovered from that. That's all right. I got caught up in what we were doing. Forgot that uh, I should be watching the draft, and apparently, auto picks some kind of tight end. That's good. Price. Price. He's pretty good. He's hey, probably the tight end. He's, good. He's probably He's the good. tight end three in this class. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll just say I meant to do that. Well, so. Zach, what do you uh, like about your team and what uh, moves do you think you're going to, or what areas do you think you're going to try to improve if you, to make a uh, repeat championship? Well, as I said, uh, I'm in a spot where I don't think I need to force anything. And I guess with the old scratch moniker, I have to say, sometimes you just have to, uh, curb that desire to scratch the itch uh, when it comes to trading. Like, yeah, it is one of the most fun parts of the game. And, um, you know, we can do it, but sometimes I need to pull myself back. Uh, I almost got caught today. There was about a two-hour window today where I'm like, yeah, these guys invite me on the show. Yes, right? Like, let's get some show fodder. Let's Let's make a trade. Let's make a trade. I was ready to trade Dennis, um, A.J. Brown, for – Kadarius, Tony, and whatever, like I assume, let's just call it 105. I don't think we have picks there. It's like, like, all right, let's just go. Let's gamble. Like, There's a way. But it's like uh, sometimes I find myself in those moods, and um, I've been burnt by it. And it takes a a while to climb out of that hole. Um, So ground yourself somehow. Like we have a lot of these leagues. That's what makes it fun. But um, I guess assess the situation and say, what do I want to do with uh, each individual team? Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. 
Well, uh, before we dive uh, into the mock draft, do you have any questions for us or anything that you want to pump? Uh, I, sh- I could tell everyone about our um, loosely involved with this uh, Knights of Degen group, which is similar. I liken to it like the community you all have built. Um, I think I was exposed to you guys first through uh, the Dynasty Nerds podcast, which Dennis, uh, uh, he's still right, or you're in there, and they're local to the Northeast Ohio. Um, but it seems like that group is spun out in campus to Canton, everything. We just kind of create this cool little internet bubble. And then another one I got involved with was this Knights of Degen thing, and uh, they're creating just an awesome non-toxic atmosphere where we're all talking about fantasy sports and sports betting. Uh, They hired these guys and developed this app, which kind of combines the social aspects of DraftKings. And then they're going to come out with these uh, commissioner and sleeper apps and like league safe type integration, but in our own way. It seems like so all in one spot, and I'm excited for that. Um, it's out on Apple now. I think Android's about to come soon, but uh, in the future, I hope that uh, if y'all want to do a listener league and it be non exclusive, this thing will be able to take care of that. Uh, with you know, not being we don't have to go to MFL and create some sophisticated fishbowl, it's like all right there, as easy as sleeper in some huge mega league. So it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to be a part of that. Uh, just being a jag, you know, some dude in the armpit of America, but being, uh, you know, in tune with y'all and in tune with people with uh, the same interest. So encourage anyone to check that out. We will, we will. All right. So, We'll jump into a little bit of draft talk. We finished up this three-round draft. I think you were right, Matt. Um, not going with a fourth round, it, it, it was a little uh, strenuous there at the end for me. Um, but, Scratch, you went Anthony Richardson with your pick at 104. Tell me about why you went there or tell us about why you went Richardson so early. I haven't, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I've watched all these guys or I'm deep into all this stuff, but what I've saw of Anthony Richardson, he seems to have it between the ears. And I know it's not fair, but I tend to project personalities on these players. Like uh, I tend to project personalities on my teams. You know, my run heavy fantasy team, my QB centric fantasy team. But uh, this guy, from my understanding, he has not been playing the position for that long. And he seems to learn from his mistakes. He seems to get it. He seems to want it. Uh, And unlike this guy that was picked behind him, he's not a doofus who eats the mana peel and puts mayonnaise and coffee. Like, I can't close my eyes and say, this dude's going to be famous. Some guy that puts mayonnaise in his coffee is going to be a household name. (laughs) It's unfair, but, you know, I look at Richardson, and I'm like, man, I could see that guy being a star. I just close my eyes, and I see him being a star. And I, when I watch him play, I think that he's not not all the way there, but, uh, you know, 
get him the right coaching. He seems to have the want to. Yeah, I I'm still trying to buy into Richardson's ability to develop consistency. He's dynamic. He can throw the ball great, not always accurate, but he's got a big elbow, can run well. But like you said, he hasn't prolonged for very long. And so you're really buying into an NFL team is going to have to buy into their ability to develop him. And I know that coaches always think that they're the ones that can solve those problems. It'll be interesting to watch. I, I don't have a ton of issues. What's that? I'm sorry to interrupt. Why were we head over heels over Trey Lance? And he's still retaining value. And his story doesn't make sense. Doesn't That's a great question. Time. You'll have to ask somebody who was head over heel over Trey Maybe. Lance because it wasn't but me. As the community, we were. Um, and this guy seems to be similar and did it in a bigger spotlight. So why not? Yeah, I, I don't. Or, or as a layman, I could say I'm a sizist with Bryce Young. I'll helmet scout with CJ Stroud. Then I'll default to Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Just as a layman sitting here knowing nothing. Right. Uh, we got to I mean, apply it down to that. The one. I think it's a great pick, if I'm being honest. Uh, I've made this argument privately. I have yet to go go on Twitter because <laughs> we just saw. You don't have like, that much time. <laughs> I don't have that much time, one. But number two, we just saw a massive, you know, Anthony Richardson's tight end one, which I'm not going to get into, but whatever. I still haven't figured out if that was sarcasm or not. It wasn't. Um, that, that person said that before. They truly mean that. Uh, look. There's definitely a lot of projection here, and Ben put a Ben asked a question. How would you project his career? What would you? Who would you project his career-wise, Richardson? Zach, I almost called you Scratch. Zach brought up Trey Lance, which which I don't think is necessarily an unfair comparison. But here's the main difference between all those guys. Because the other one I see a lot is Malik Willis. We saw come out last year, really strong arm, very mobile quarterback. Look. Malik Willis never did it against top competition. You go look at any of his games, when he actually played a decent team outside of the G5, he struggled mightily. What's the big difference between Trey Lance and Anthony Richardson? Trey Lance did the same thing. He only played FCS competition. He never played anybody else, and he had, I believe, more games played at the quarterback position. Anthony Richardson has only started 12 games. Now, he's played in 24, but last year he was, I believe, he was a starter for one due to an injury. He has not been the starter that long, and he was a raw prospect. He, he had not started playing a high quarterback till late in high school and then coming into college. I believe he was still one of the top-rated guys on 24-7 sports because of that, because of his athleticism. There's definitely a lot of projection there. But the one thing I think we can all say here is if Anthony Richardson does hit, he has the highest upside of anybody sitting on the board any of all the picks that have been made because of what he can do. I personally think he is a, has a chance to be a better passer than Trey Lance. He's definitely a better rusher. He is closer to Lamar Jackson running the ball than he is Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. We've seen what Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields can do for you in fantasy, not necessarily passing the ball effectively for an entire season, 
Jalen Hurts was not that great in the beginning of his rookie season. Then going into his second season, Justin Fields was not that good last year. He improved this year, but he was not that good as a rookie passing the ball. Anthony Richardson can do that plus because I do believe he's a better athlete. Will he need time to develop as a passer? Yes, he will. But this is where landing spot is going to be massive for him specifically. If he lands in an offense, I think will tailor the game toward him a little bit. You can improve on the inefficiencies in a player. We saw that with Josh Allen when they were able to bring over Stephon Diggs. We saw that with Jalen Hurts this year when they brought over A.J. Brown. When you're able to bring in wide receivers that can possibly help your inaccuracies throwing the ball, it will help you as a player and a fantasy player for us. And lastly, I also think he just needs reps. He has not been a starter that long, but if you look at what he did at the end of this year, he was much better manipulating the pocket. He was much better with his touch throws, and he was much better reading defenses. Some of this stuff just comes with reps. It's not the running back position where you know you're looking for a certain hole in a certain part of the field or you're going for your cutback lane and then you're done. Or a wide receiver where you only really have to know maybe three or four routes on the route tree and you can be successful. Quarterback, there are hundreds of things that go into that, if not thousands. Go listen to an interview C.J. Stroud has done recently where he talks about the like 30 things that he goes through in his mind before he even has to then possibly change the play based on how the defense reacts to what he just did. Quarterback is a very tough position to play, and Anthony Richardson just doesn't have the reps. But overall, I think that he has massive upside. I personally wouldn't discount, and I know Zach was just like saying that to, to his point on Richardson, but like, I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are both going to be very good as well, but neither one has the upside of Anthony Richardson. You may have to wait, a year to be able to see, because I don't know the Richardson's going to be ready this year, but overall, I think Anthony Richardson is, is if you took him oh, at one, two, uh, who's that at pick two? If Ben would have taken him at pick one, two, I'd have been fine with it. I don't think there's an issue. And I honestly wouldn't have cared if Matt took him at one, one, which I know is insane to say, because we see him as a project, but I think he's done it against the SEC and he has all the tools. He can be a stud. So do you like uh, Ben's? Nobody's going to be Michael Vick, unfortunately. I I don't know that there is a good comparison for him personally. It's He is a special and unique player. The the one thing I can tell you is he's closer to Jalen Hurts as a passer coming out as a rookie, but he's closer to Lamar as a runner. But I don't want to say he's Jalen Hurts and Lamar. Like, there's stuff he has to improve on as a passer. But I do think that he can be a very good passer. It's just going to take time. Like, you can't just look at the the raw stats and tell me that, uh, well, because he has a 53% completion percentage, he's not good. Yeah, okay, that's because he had, like, two games in the 30s because he was really bad. But through the season, if you go look, he got better and better and better, and that's all that matters. You just want improvement and he showed you that last year so let me ask you this you talked about projects and the potential um it seems like people have locked on to stroud and young as probably the top two quarterbacks so where of the potential teams that he could drop would you think would be the best fit for anthony richardson given some of the coaching changes the place that i would Love for him to go, and I've seen him mock to a lot, is probably Carolina. Because of the weapons around him, an already improving offensive line like they've worked on that, 
I just don't know. They would have to, at least in my opinion, they would have to bring somebody in to play year one. If you threw him out there year one, I do think that he would struggle. And quarterback is definitely a position where I'm, I believe that you can lose a guy. Uh, like I would put more Baker Mayfield was, well, some of it is definitely on him. I put a lot of the blame on the Browns organization on how four head coaches, four offensive coordinators in four years. Like you have to give these time guys time to develop when they're not ready to go right then. And I do think Richardson is a guy that you might be able to lose, but I do think that the upside is there. Like his upside is there more than, in my opinion, Will Levis, Stroud, and Young. I, I, I mean, for me, Carolina seems like the best spot. I don't really know where else I'd want him to go. Like Detroit would be the best, but I don't know that they're taking a quarterback with their first pick. And so I don't, and I don't think he falls to their second pick. So, so um, let's look at some of the other, obviously Superflex. I took Bijan Robinson because it seems like he's pretty well a consensus one-on-one, except for not for Matt. He told me I should have taken Richardson. I wish we would have had this well, can I, conversation beforehand. Really quick, Ben, I, I just want to know. You can't compare him to both of those players because there's no actual comparison there at all when you look at the play style. Again, Malik Willis played in the G5. If you look at the way college football is set up, G5 is, I mean, this is a very poor comparison, but one maybe, I don't know how much college you pay attention to, Ben, so I'm just going to assume none. Just, just for this conversation, you may watch a ton and you can correct me in the chat. The G5 is almost like watching what's better, the USFL or the XFL? No. Okay, the we're going to go with hasn't the started, USFL. so USFL. Okay, we're going to go with the, the USFL. Fan controlled football. We're going to say that the USFL is um is like the G5. And if the NFL is the P5, then FCS is probably the XFL. Both those guys came from those lower divisions of football which we've watched play. Like it's fun to watch, right? But they're not the NFL level. The one thing I will say is that Richardson actually played at the NFL level in college football. He played in the SEC and quite good against some of those teams. I mean, yeah, he got blown out by Georgia. Okay, so he's not as developed as C.J. Stroud, who we saw play in the playoff game. Well, nobody's arguing that, but his upside is there. He's played against the top competition and played well with only getting 12 games under his belt. Like, he's improving. I do think he has a chance to be good. Now, I don't think that there's a Hall of Famer or bust comparison in here. My only thing is, again, if, if we go back to Jalen Hurts a couple years ago and Justin Fields of late, which Justin Fields I think kind of gets lost in the conversation because Trey Lance was in that drive class with him. Both those guys were said to be, quote-unquote, not good passers. And look at what they've done for you in fantasy football. My point is with Richardson, he's a better athlete and he's a better runner than both Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. So if he is asked to play as a rookie, I think that he can win you games and win you leagues because of his rushing upside and allow the arm to develop to where it needs to be like Jalen Hurts did. I mean, Jalen Hurts is not going to be Patrick Mahomes. You can't tell me he didn't play just as well as Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. His passing has come along over two and a half years. That's exactly what I think can happen with Richardson, and he has the ability to buy himself that time because of his athleticism and his legs, where I'm going to be honest, a C.J. Stroud doesn't have that. He is a mobile quarterback. He cannot win you games with his legs like Anthony Richardson can. Will Levis cannot win you games with with his legs like Anthony Richardson can. So I think that part of his game buys him time to develop the arm. 
So we saw, you know, it's super flex. We, I took Bijan, then we saw four quarterbacks go. And then Matt, you probably had the most interesting uh, decision to make there at uh, 106. What uh, drew you to Addison? Uh, so Addison is in contention for my wide receiver one. I haven't finished my rookie rankings yet. I'm still kind of going back and trying to put my film grades on these guys. Uh, I've done my quarterbacks, working on running backs. I always do wide receiver last. For me, it's going to come down between JSN and Jordan Addison. The reason I went Addison is I just believe that he's got the safer floor than JSN does. Uh, JSN, I think, has he's a little bit more boomer bust for me because I don't, I don't want to necessarily say that he's locked into being a slot wide receiver, but unfortunately we haven't seen that at the college level. He's only played in the slot. He never really played outside. And he's, he's not the biggest or fastest. Doesn't mean he can't do it, but we haven't seen it. Jordan Addison, we have seen be moved all over the field, can thrive in every offense. He won the Bolitnikoff two years ago with Pitt, not with USC. He was very good last year with USC. Incredible hands, a a technician route runner, which I absolutely love and can beat you all over the field. He comps fairly, fairly, he comps well to Devonta Smith for me. We've seen what Devonta Smith has been able to do. He's been a, a, you know, consistent right around wide receiver two, which is what I expect Addison to be. I don't know that Addison ever hits wide receiver one territory. I'm going to be honest. I don't think anybody in this class does. So I'm just going with the guy that I think has the safest floor, which is Jordan Addison. Um, it was between him and JSN for me, and I just decided to go with Addison because I like his floor a little bit better. And also because all the quarterbacks were gone. Although if Will Levis was still on the board, if Peter hadn't taken I probably wasn't taking him over Addison anyway. I just don't believe that he's going to – he's the Zach Wilson of this class in my opinion, so I probably would have still taken Addison over Oh, no one wants to hear the Zach Wilson. Thanks for the the shout out, Ben. I, I think uh, Matt convinced a lot of us when we do this next mock. Uh, Richardson's going. Thank you. Probably going one. Um, Pardon, if I may uh, back Matt up here. I remember in um, was that the twenty one class? Matt was drafting or did draft Justin Herbert one hundred and three, and it opened my eyes when consensus was one ten. So, uh, I mean, we all, we all get hits, we all get misses, but, uh, I know, um, I just want to tout you up there because that was, that was bold at the time. Gosh, darn it. That paid off 10, 20 fold. I love all the super flex drafts where you, uh, missed out and didn't get, uh, Tua or Burrow because you weren't high enough, up enough and had to settle for Herbert. That's turned out a lot better than some of the picks that went before. Yes, I, I was a very big fan of Herbert. He was my, I would say QB one B. I did technically have Burrow ahead of him because of the season he had, but I loved both those two. They were they were my top quarterbacks in the class, and you're right, it's worked out pretty well for me so far. And I so I appreciate the shout out. Love Herbert. So after Matt, we saw Jameer Gibbs go, then JSN, then Quentin Johnson. So Dennis, why did you go with Zach Charbonnet at pick ten? So I I took this position. Because I wanted to see like what's going to be available there, um, and to me, Sharpen to take a solid hold as my running back three, clear tear break for the wide receivers uh, after Addison, JSN, and um, Johnston. I th- I think there's a, a and it's a fairly significant break. Versus where Charbonnet is, he's a big back with good ability, can really um, 
play the field all over. So, you know, I'm not worried about his opportunity. I'm not worried about him getting phased out because of his size. He's somebody that's going to be able to come in and compete for a starting job and hold it. And so he's he's looks looks like he's moving towards day two draft capital. Could be the RB three off the board for the NFL teams as well. You know, some team may fall in love with somebody like A Chain and what he can do, or 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 Deuce Vaughn. Probably not Deuce Vaughn, but um, some of these other guys and what they can do. And and maybe I will as I dig deeper into it. But right now, you know, it could be recency bias because, like I said, I was listening to. Uh, rookie fever and they were breaking down Charbonnet. And so, you know, I'm very comfortable with, you know, Gibbs and like last night I drafted him in a startup mock in the sixth round, maybe as my RB two. And I basically said, and Austin Eckler was still on the board. And I, I, my, my view was, well, why take, 28-year-old Austin Eckler when I can take 21-year-old Austin Eckler and Jamar Gibbs. So I, I feel like he's got that potential in him. And so Gibbs is going to be I, – I I don't think Charbonnet will take him. Bijan is clearly number one. And so Charbonnet right now has the opportunity to be the best of that second tier of running backs and to get him at 110. I think after Charbonnet, there's, there's a drop. Depends on how you feel about Michael Mayer. The drop may be at 111 if you believe Mayer is that separate. But some of these other other backs and receivers, I think there's definitely a, t- a tear drop there. Yeah, so for me, uh, obviously, Boutte goes right after you at 111. Then I was looking at it. I thought since I took Robinson at 101, I was going to try to get a pass catcher. So I was looking at both Mayer and Zay Flowers. And Mayer goes at 112. So that's why I jumped on Zay Flowers there at 201. Then we had uh, Tank Bigsby go and Arcane go. uh, And that brings us back to you, Zach. And why did you choose Vaughn? Uh, I guess I chose Vaughn because I don't know a whole lot of these guys, and I know that he's been productive. I know I, I've at least watched him play, and uh, even though he's smaller, and I facetiously called out being a sizist with the uh, Bryce Young-Richardson thing, but uh, Deuce is not afraid to get his no- like put his nose in there and like do dirty. He's probably not going to be putting in situations but uh, these types of players provide flex value. Um, again, I don't want to pretend that I'm going to sharpshoot my way into some awesome starter in these second and third rounds. So it's just kind of profile hunting and saying, oh, um, I might need a RB flex option that's PPR and those types uh, to put points in my lineup doesn't take as much um you know uh, love nick chubb love the uh anyone in kansas city backfield but it was so tough for checko to crack 10 points i mean if chubb doesn't find the end zone he doesn't get 10 points guy like vaughn five catches and uh 20 yards is passable for me in a crunch so um just kind of default at this point in the season to something like that. 
We had a tight end go, and then uh, Matt, you were up for your second pick, and you also snagged a running back. What do you like about Evans? Uh, I think he's at least for I shouldn't say he's easily for me. He's the third running back in this class, so to be able to get him at two six for me is an absolute steal. I, I thought he should. In my opinion, he should be a borderline back in first round pick or early second. Um, I, I feel, you know, if, if you jump on Twitter, you'll see that Will Levis has got a lot of split people on him. They love him. They hate him. I think Zach Evans is even worse. You know, maybe it's just because of the running back position. You know, Some people, I believe Matt Waldman has him as like his RB1. But then you go look at somebody else's rankings and they have him at RB18. Like Zach Evans is all over the map. Uh, he, he's had a very interesting college career with, uh, you know, his recruitment went on a little bit longer due to some off field stuff. And then people, I think, have held that against him a little bit too much. They, they talk about how he has these off field issues in college. Uh, he missed one curfew, guys, and got suspended for a quarter. Like, you can't tell me that you've never missed curfew in your life. Everybody in this chat, everybody watching this, anybody who listens to this, you've all probably missed curfew once in your life. Just a little so bit if different. You stay on out all day. night and don't come back till the next day. Is it missing curfew or is it, it just a reset? Unfortunately, it is in the football right. terms. Well, I, then, I, I've I, missed, then I've missed curfew. I kind of agree with where you're going, Dennis, but unfortunately, it's missing curfew. So he got suspended for that. And then a lot of people don't like that he stopped playing uh, at TCU the year prior. But a lot of that was Gary Patterson was his guy. That was his coach. He was dealing with an injury, so he sat out the rest of the season. We've seen players do it for less, and that never got held against him. Zach Evans is a very instinctual runner. He's got great vision, great burst. The only thing I don't love about him is I feel like he goes, uh, he tries to pick up extra yards through contact when he could just make the defenders miss. He's a very elusive runner, but he he tries to, he invites contact is, is the word I was looking for there. Uh, but he's also a very good pass catcher. Um, and again, people just hate on him because he was out carried by a freshman last year when he openly stated when he joined Ole Miss that he did not want to carry the ball 200 plus times because he was saving himself for the NFL. I think he's a very good runner. Um, I did really want to just touch on a couple of them really quick here. Like whoever super Marv is, Bravo. Devin Achain. Love it. I know a lot of people are going to hate on him because he's a little bit smaller. He's going to be the most explosive back in this class. Uh, I actually do like the pick of, of Deuce Vaughn, Zach, though. I think you probably could have got him in the third round. Um, but I do think he is going to be a very specialized running back. You mentioned the pass catching. He is incredible at that. And even for his size, he is a very, very tough runner. Like he will. He will try and fight you as like I think he's like five eight. He's not big, but he 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 tries to fight his defenders. It's gonna be very fun running back to watch. I think he gets a lot of comps to Boston Scott, which I don't know is necessarily fair, but a lot of that's because they both came from Kansas State. Uh, they're both a little bit of diminutive running backs with really good pass catchers. But I do think that that could be in his future moving forward. Um, and then. Uh, who was the other one? Michael Mayer it was a very intriguing pick as well. Even though this is not tight end premium, I think he's got a shot to be like a top eight fantasy tight end right off the bat. And I love the Kayshawn Butte pick. Overlooked because of the sex parties. I think he's still a really good wide receiver. Dennis, how about your uh, second round pick? We saw uh, Downs and then running backs and Miller and Tucker go in front of you. And then you got Jalen Hyatt at 210. Yeah, I was kind of... When I saw he was still available, I was thinking, you know, could I get lucky enough that the Bolitnikoff Award winner is going to fall to me at 211? And sure enough, I did. You know, he's got good size. He's really fast, catches the ball well. Um, getting him at, at 
210 to, to pair with Charbonnet in the first round. That's like, I honestly, I think I killed this draft if I, just putting it out there. You know, it was, it was, I think better than the draft. I, the other two drafts I've had this week, I, I think, I think I like this one better. You know, my concern with Hyatt is, um, you know, he, I think he only had one really big year of production. Um, you know, and Hendon Hooker, I, when I took Hyatt, I was debating on whether I should take Hooker. And I've done this a couple times uh, this week where I'm trying to see how far I can let Hooker fall because I like Hendon Hooker a lot. Uh, he may end up being my QB three in this class. Um, and, but part of it is the value. He's going so much cheaper than, than the other quarterbacks. It may be just too hard to pass up. I've just got to dial in where I think he's going to go and, and when I can get him. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Hooker ends up being one of my most drafted players. But, man, Jalen Hyatt, he could step right in somewhere and be become uh, – he could be a Chris Olave, I think. Before we uh, get out of here, do any of you guys have any uh, thoughts or picks you like uh, from the last round of the rookie mock? I wrestled with whether to take it, uh, Abanaconda, Izzy Abanaconda, or Dwayne McBride. I went back and forth. I know, Bruning, you watch a lot more college football than me. Did I make the right choice, or should I went with McBride? No, you made the right choice. Uh, I, I I like McBride, but uh, uh, you know, I don't I don't know that I would have I would have even taken him in the in the top three rounds. Abanaconda. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just show you. There's still there's still some of you guys watching. I'll show you guys this fancy little tool we have here. And this might get you, especially get you, Dennis, being a um, also Browns fan here. Excited about what Abanaconda possibly has in the future. We have this wonderful little athletic comparison tool, which compares what these players are as athletes. Doesn't necessarily mean that this is what they will be when they get into the NFL, but I don't know if that's on the screen. You guys are gonna have to tell me because I can't see on there. Yep. You look at okay, so here's Israel Bonacondas based on his his speed, his burst, his agility and power. And there's one Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor that he has an 85% similarity score to Jonathan Taylor and an 87 to Nick Chubb. Now and 89% to Marshawn Lynch. Now carry on Johnson, you know, he was, he was, you know, we had high hopes for carry on, but yeah, he couldn't stay healthy. that being said, like, I think he has a chance to be really, really good in the right offense. Dude rest for 2000 yards. I believe he had a 500 yard rushing game this year. No, 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 that sounds way too much. It was 300. I think he set the record. I know that it was like three, it was, I think it was 300 yards and like five touchdowns in one game. He's a very, really good running back. And unfortunately I think I knocked off the, the draft board there. So I apologize. But, oh, uh, no, I knocked it off. Cause I thought we were pretty well. All I hear is I crushed the draft. <laughs> I don't know about the Jalen Hyatt pick, but yes, your other two were really good. I, I disagree on the yeah. Hyatt thing. Uh, my favorite pick was, and I don't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Bubba took um, Josh Downs. Phenomenal. I was between him and um, yeah, it was Bubba. He took him at two seven. 
It was between Josh Downs, and I already forgot who I took in the second round, which probably is not great. Oh, uh, Evans. Um, and the only reason I did that is I was I was playing this like I was a real draft, and I, I like to try and come away with at least one wide receiver and running back every draft that I'm in, so I did take Evans there. But Josh Downs, I think, is going to be phenomenal. Um, and then there was a pick. Um, I think I believe, Chase, for me, Chase Brown should have gone on the third round, personally. I think he's a phenomenal running back. I think he's been widely overlooked. So we got one quick question from Ben before we, we drop off. Uh, they have a wager in his league. Will Stetson Bennett be drafted before the sixth round of the NFL? We saw him go uh, 3-2 here. Uh, ben actually took him in our rookie mock. Yes, so he would. That would be fifth round or earlier, not including the sixth round. I feel like somebody's going to take him, yeah. but that – Five, six round split there is really, really touchy because he does have, you know, size limitations. Somebody's going to give him a shot because of his quote unquote moxie. Um, I feel like this class is weak enough after you get past the top guys that somebody, yeah, I, I, I might. Put a little money down on the uh, yes fifth rounder earlier because uh, Howell went in the fifth round, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. did so did uh, Corral. Both both immensely more talented. No, Matt Corral went in the third round. Matt Corral? Oh, uh, did he? Yeah, they uh, Willis, was... Corral, oh, okay. and Ritter all went and, in the oh, third right, round. Right, yeah, and then Bailey Zappi well, was the one that went before. How fell because of medical stuff, though. There was a lot of concerns that that he was that his shoulder was not going to be okay. We saw that it was fine at the end of the year. Um, but yes, Ben, I do think that Bennett will go before the sixth round. He's likely going to be a fourth or fifth round pick. Um, you one, two. I mean, uh, Dennis, you might know. I'm kind of well. I'm I'm digging into the archives here, so you may not. I don't remember. When did Troy Smith get drafted? It was like the fourth round, was it not, to the Ravens? Yeah, I think he was a third or fourth rounder. Now, I think Troy Smith is more talented. You can call that Buckeye homerism if you want. But winning uh, – well, he didn't win the Heisman. But winning two national championships is a big deal. He has got talent there. He is no worse than some of the – he's no worse than Colt McCoy – Sam Ellinger, who we've seen hang on as backups for a long time. The only difference is he has two national championships. Now, there's a big gap between round. Colt McCoy fifth and round? Sam oh, there Ellinger. There you go. No, I'm saying like but Bennett, Bennett falls in that group of like backups who can hang on in the league for a long time. Like I personally don't think Bennett will ever be a starting quarterback unless the quarterback he's behind gets injured. Like I don't think he's he's good enough to be an NFL starter long term. But I do think that he can be a backup and win you games. Right. He's shown that at Georgia. So I, yes, I know Troy we're Smith getting ready to wrap up to the Ravens. I, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but I want to give a quick shout out. I know that you know Campus to Canton and Dynasty Nerds. We both have shows on the Better Sports Network, and the FSGA is going on right now. And I want to congratulate Matt Deutsch and, and the Better Sports Network. They won two awards at the FSGA. Uh, conference they won best video content for a startup so that i'm gonna i'm gonna hang that directly on uh, mr sean mcveigh lookalike's face on saturday morning and then they won best product experience non-operations for a startup i'm gonna put that right on hit that big damn button and call in when you're when when the shows are on call in and talk to those people so congratulations to the team over at better sports network 
Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. We want to thank uh, Zach, what better known as Old Scratch, on uh, the on the Sleeper app for uh, for joining us. And I, I didn't. I think I just looked it up. Maybe it's because I wasn't in the league the year before. But you've won two years in a row, correct? Yeah, yeah. he mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. So I rubbed. I guess you'll be going for three. You will not. I'll see you in the championship next year. Zach. Yeah, step now up. that you know you actually now that I know playoffs. I can make the playoffs, I'm coming for you. Step up to get beat down. We'll keep, well, on, we'll keep on mortgaging. If people are out there, Dennis, this weekend and it's President's Day and they're just staring at a wall on Sunday trying to remember what they do when it's not football season, uh, what can fill that time for them? They can still football. All they gotta do is go to Find go to their favorite podcast app, find the fantasy football round table, hit that subscribe button. We football. That's what we do. We football. Uh hit that subscribe button, download, listen, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review. We we love to we love to hear how well we're doing. We love to hear what our listeners think. So um let's uh that boy, I hope they're talking about me in those comments there. According to my screen. <laughs> I mean, I assume that they are talking about you because you would be probably. Well, I don't know if it presents differently because I'm not, not smart. But anyways, <laughs> I needed that. Well, the off season is just getting started. We have free agency coming up soon. We have the combine in a couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to be back twice weekly. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy your President's Day weekend holiday. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Touch.